0: The future may seem uncertain but God has a plan just for you. The key lies in one powerful Bible verse that can help you and those you love. Today on a special edition of Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernis.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus. Well, today we're looking at one verse of scripture. It's from Jeremiah chapter 29, and it's verse 11. And let me read this to you. We'll put it up on the screen. It says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and joy future. We're going to spend the week talking about this one verse of Scripture. It's an amazing verse of Scripture that has really been life-changing for me. Uh, Think about this. The Lord of the universe, the creator of all things is saying, I have a plan for you. And it's a good plan. It's a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. That is God's plan for your life. It's amazing that the Creator cares enough about you individually to declare that. Now, let me set the context for this verse because it makes a very, very important point about God's faithfulness and specifically about Israel, about the Jewish people, uh, which is, the, the, I believe, the basis for understanding God's faithfulness to us. So, when when was this written and who was it written to well let me give you a history lesson i'm going to go back in time to 700 bc so we're talking about a long time ago israel is now divided into two kingdoms under the uh, great reign of king david and then solomon where the temple was built solomon built the temple israel was experiencing her golden years as a people the king the tribes were all united together and people came from all over the known world to visit Jerusalem. This was one of the greatest powers on earth. And then after Solomon, everything fell apart. There was warring, there was infighting. You guys don't know anything about that, right? (laughs) It's human nature. And so the kingdom split into the northern tribe, 10 tribes in the north, and the southern kingdom. Israel in the north, Judah in the south. And in 722 BC, Israel, the ten tribes in the north, were taken captive by the Assyrians. They were defeated by the Assyrians, they went into exile, and we've never heard from them since. This is where we get the lost ten tribes of Israel. You've all heard of that, right? The lost tribes of Israel, and it's a mystery. What happened to the lost ten tribes of Israel? Well, I believe that our mission at Jewish Voice is very much like Indiana Jones, but instead of seeking after the ark, the, the Ark of the Covenant, we're seeking after the people of God. Instead of the Ark of, the, of the, the Covenant, we're seeking after the people of the Covenant. And God has led us to places like Zimbabwe and Ethiopia, where there's Jewish people that have have preserved their identity, or God has preserved their identity for hundreds of years, for centuries after centuries, and they through their oral tradition, understand they're from the tribe of Dan, or from the tribe of Manasseh, the Bnei Manasseh in India, and uh, the um, Lemba in Zimbabwe that connect with the priesthood, the line of Levi, and specifically Aaron. And these are people that are now coming to faith, and, be, and many are being brought back to Israel. It's an amazing thing. So the tribes, the ten tribes may be lost to the world, but they're not lost to God. But then you have the southern kingdom, and this is the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, known as the tribe of Judah. That's where we get Jew from. The Jewish people are really connected to the two southern tribes, and they continued on. They they were able to uh, maintain as a people through the Assyrian uh, um, conquest of the world, but then they succumbed to the Babylonians, and in 586, The southern kingdom, that these two tribes were taken into captivity by the Babylonians. This period of time, it's a 70-year period, is known as the Babylonian captivity. How many have heard of the Babylonian captivity? And Jeremiah is writing at this dark moment in Israel's history, or in Judah's history, when the people of, of these two kingdoms are in exile in Babylon. So think about this. The temple's been destroyed. This was the center of Jewish life. The temple's been destroyed. Jerusalem has been destroyed for the first time. It's going to happen again in 70 AD when the Romans destroy the temple for the final time, and it's never been rebuilt. But this was the first destruction of the temple. So they've lost their temple. They've lost their capital city. They've been taken from their homes and from their families. And now they're wondering, all of these prophecies that they've grown up with, this uh, promise of a kingdom that will be restored, uh, uh, the golden age. This is what the rabbis were looking for, the pre-rabbis were looking for in the time of Yeshua, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. Will you give us the kingdom back now? Will you establish the kingdom and, and, and break, help us break free from all this tyranny on the part of Rome? So very much like that, they're experiencing exile, they're in bondage, they're separated from their families and their homeland. This is a dark time in Israel's history. Can you imagine the pain that people are experiencing being separated from their homes and their families? This is a bad chapter in history. And yet in the midst of that bad chapter in history, God speaks to the tribes in exile, to the Jews in exile, and he says, I have a plan for you and it's a good plan. You may think it's a bad plan because here you are in exile, but I have a plan for you. If you disobey me, God had told them, I'm going to scatter you to the nations of the earth. And that's happened. The Jewish people have been scattered throughout the world. But he also promised, I will bring you back. I will remain faithful to you. And though you're going through a time of exile now, I will redeem you. And I think you can see the connection. You may be going through a bad chapter in your life right now. You can fill in the blank, whatever it is. You you may be uh, having economic challenges. You may be fighting through sickness, or someone that you love is ill and maybe has no hope. Maybe it's a terminal disease. Maybe there's breaks in relationships, and it's been a tough time. And yet in the midst of that, God says, I will see you through. I have a plan for your life. Maybe... At home, you're going through a really bad chapter in your life. Maybe you feel like you're in exile. Well, I have good news for you. God says, I will bring you through this because He's not only the author of our faith, he's the finisher of our faith as well.
0: Rabbi Jonathan Burnus will continue in a moment with more insights from his teaching on a hope and a future. Are you or someone you love struggling with their faith? Whether it's a terminal illness, the loss of a loved one, financial hardship, or divorce, all of us go through trials and tribulations. Why would a loving God allow me to go through this? Where is God? Why isn't He answering my prayers? Don't give up. There is hope. In his new book, A Hope and a Future, Jonathan Burnus answers these difficult questions and provides biblical answers expounding on Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Jonathan examines the original Hebrew to answer questions like, what holds us back from entering into God's divine plan for our life? How do I break through barriers and enter into God's blessing and victory? What is the biblical definition of prosperity? And how do I walk in it? How can I find hope in the midst of tribulation and pain? How can I discover my destiny and fulfill God's plan for my life? We want to send you this valuable resource for your gift of $40 or more. We want to send you this hardbound special edition printing of A Hope and a Future. In addition, if you call or click now we will also include the complete a hope and a future teaching on dvd and if you will open your heart and give a gift of 100 dollars or more jonathan will personally sign and endorse a book specially for you we've begun the work but there is so much more to do the clock is ticking precious jewish people are dying without the medical care and medicines they desperately need Most importantly, they need to hear the good news that God loves them and sent His Son to die for them. Anything you can do today will save and transform lives. God wants to use you. God said He would bless those that bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to bless the Jewish people and, in return, be blessed. So please, pick up the phone and call or log on to our website, and your best gift right now. And now, more with Rabbi Jonathan Burness from his teaching on A Hope and a Future.
1: He wept over Jerusalem and he said, this city will be trodden down by the Gentiles. It's a very, very important point that I want to make, that the Jews did not reject Jesus as a whole. Yeshua came and divided the people of Israel. But all of those first followers, the 120 in the upper room, the 3000 that were saved on the day of Shavuot or Pentecost were all Jews or proselytes to Judaism that embraced Jesus as the Messiah. And it was those faithful followers that took the gospel to the nations of the world. We're told in Romans 11 that the rejection of the Jewish people starting with their leadership has brought the gospel to the Gentiles to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. Not to reject them, but to bring them to to jealousy through the Gentiles. So it's not a replacement. We're told it's an adding to. You've been grafted in to the natural olive branch, which is Israel. How do you feel about being grafted in? And so all of you have become sons and daughters of Abraham. You're watching today. I want to declare to you, you are a son, a daughter of Abraham, part of the commonwealth of Israel through the blood of the Messiah. And he says, if their rejection brought salvation to you, what's gonna happen when they come back, when the Jews come back? It'll bring life from the dead. That's why we're here as a ministry. I believe that God has raised up Jewish voice to be part of this restoration of the Jewish people, which brings life from the dead when they return to God. And there's only one way that can happen. It's through the Messiah. It's through Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus of Nazareth. He's the Messiah of Israel, He's also the Savior for the world. And that's our vision here at Jewish Voice. But it's based on an understanding that God is faithful. When He says, I have a plan for you, I have, I have a future for you, He's speaking to the nation of Israel and He's saying, It's not over yet. I've scattered you, but I'll bring you back. According to Ezekiel 37 and 38, there might be a, a graveyard of dry bones, but I will bring them back together. I will breathe life into those bones. They'll they'll breathe again. I'll put flesh on those dry bones. It's talking about the restoration of Israel. And so when the Lord declares in Jeremiah 29, I have a plan for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, he's speaking to a people in exile and declaring over that people, the nation of Israel, I will fulfill my plan for you. I believe he called the Jewish people to bring redemption to the world. And it began with them. It will conclude with them. God's plan of world redemption includes the restoration of the Jewish people. So it began with them, and Jesus won't return until the people of Israel say, blessed is you comes in the name of the Lord. And then he'll return. Not to Rome. Not to New York. (laughs) Where will he return to? Jerusalem. Everybody say Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He'll return to Jerusalem. So in context... If you you expound this scripture and put it in its context, it's a promise to the nation of Israel. And so we have to agree with God. We have to understand that our trust in God, a God that's faithful, is built on a trust that he's been faithful to Israel and has remained faithful to Israel. And we have the visible sign with not only the restoration of that little sliver of land against all odds, but thousands and thousands of Jewish people that are now coming to faith. Messianic Jews like me that were raised believing that Jesus was the God of a different people, the God of Christians, and came to understand that this book is a Jewish book. This is a Jewish book. Here's the beautiful thing, though, that the same promise he makes to Israel in this context by application is to all of us. And so he's saying to you today, no matter what you're going through, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you and it's a great plan just as I brought the people of Israel out of exile if when you go through trials and tribulations if you will follow me if you will listen to my voice if you will call upon me that's what it says in the verse that follows call upon me he will bring you out he will see you through he will bring you into the victory the idea that we, that believers never go, are to go through challenges and trials and tribulations, is absolutely absurd. This book tells me that if the, uh, that if they persecuted Jesus, we'll be persecuted the more. Life is life, and it's part of the human dilemma that there's sin in the world. It's part of the human dilemma that bad things happen to good people. If you want to be honest about it. It's not bad things happening to good people, it's bad things happening to bad people because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So I think we need to reorient this idea of being good and bad things happening to the reality that there's no one good. That all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's requirement. That's why Jesus came, right? And it's not our righteousness. It's not that there's any good in us. It's that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, through him. So there's no one good. The reality is that Jesus is the only good one. And so if God gave us what we deserve, it would be the punishment for sin, which is death. And we will all die, but the eternal death eternal death is what Jesus paid the price for. And so we have everlasting life in him. Aren't you glad for that today? Aren't you glad for that at home? You may be going through a rough time. I want to remind you that God loves you. Sometimes we just need to hear that, that God loves you, that God cares about you, that he hasn't forgotten you. He has a great plan, a destiny for your life. Every one of us have a unique destiny. This is mind-blowing. That before we were even created, in fact, before God ever created the world, He had a plan for you. He knew you, as He told Jeremiah, before you were formed in the womb. That's mind-blowing. Billions and billions of people that have lived through the centuries, and yet God says, I have a plan for each and every person. That's an incredible, mind-blowing thought and he's got a plan for your life today you are not alone you are not forgotten now the plan isn't just for us corporately it's for each of us individually and that's a challenge I don't know about you but it's much harder for me to believe God to heal me or provide for needs that I have or needs my family has than it is for you It's easier to believe for other people than for ourselves. Have you found that to be true? I have no trouble laying hands on people and saying, be healed and praying with faith. But then standing in faith for my own healing and health is the great challenge. I love the scripture that says, fight the good fight of faith. In fact, some teacher said this, it stuck with me. The fight of faith is the only fight that we're called to. The only fight we're called to, to fight the good fight of faith. But it's a fight, isn't it? It's a fight when we're in exile or we feel like an exile. When we're not hearing the voice of the Lord or feeling His presence and we're going through something that, that why am I going through this? Because we, we're going through life. And the reality is, as I said, that we're living in a fallen world. We have to deal with that reality. Every one of us will die if the Lord tears every one of us will be exposed to bad things and ask the question, why? You know, I've been a believer for 36 years now. And I've, I say, why, less and less. I don't have all the answers. And sometimes I just have to say to people, sometimes I just have to say to myself, I don't understand this. And I'm not going to understand it, but I'm going to trust him through it say, I don't understand. I have lots of questions. And maybe you're asking those questions at home. Why? God has the answer.
0: Rabbi Jonathan Burness will continue in a moment with more insights from his teaching on a hope and a future. Jewish communities are in critical need. Your gift of support will save lives by providing urgently needed medical care and medicines to some of the most impoverished people on earth. Most importantly, they will hear the life-transforming message of God's love through Jesus, the Messiah. We've begun the work, but so much more needs to be done. Please help us while there is still time. Your gift today will save the lives of children who may otherwise die from disease or polluted water. Remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. This is your opportunity to be that blessing. Help us make a difference. As our thank you for your gift of $40 or more, we want to sow Jonathan Bernis' new book, A Hope and a Future, into your life. This book will answer questions like, If God loves me, why has He allowed me to go through this terrible experience? What is prosperity and how can I walk in it? How can I find out my destiny and fulfill it? And if you call or click today, we'll also include the Hope and a Future teaching on DVD. If you open your heart and give a gift of $100 or more, Jonathan Burness will personally sign and endorse a hardcover copy specially for you. Of course, you'll also receive the Hope and a Future DVD. Help us save and transform lives. Please pick up the phone and call or log on to our website and give your best gift right now. And now, more with Rabbi Jonathan Burnus from his teaching on A Hope
1: and a Future. So this is a fight. This faith thing is a fight. But it's a good fight. You know why? Because he's one the battle already. The victory's been won. So it's a good fight. It doesn't mean we we won't go through battles but the war has been won. Aren't you glad for that? You can all say amen to that. That's a great thing. You can say amen at home. I want to go back to this verse and look closely at what it says. We'll go through it word by word and you will get a Hebrew lesson along the way. Four Hebrew words that um, I'm going to point out that make up this verse, but it begins by saying, I know the plans I have for you. Everybody say you, you, you. you. look at someone next to you. And say you. you God, and now say, God has, a plan for me. God has a plan for me. And I want you to say that at home also. God has a plan for me. It's mind blowing that before the foundation of the world, before you were born, God had a plan for you. Or it's the other way around. God had a plan for you before he formed the world. It's mind-blowing. Each and every one of you matters to God. Do you believe that? It's so easy to believe God for someone else compared to believing God for yourselves. And it's saying God has a plan for you. Now, why is it so hard to believe that God has a plan for me? And there's a few reasons I want to point out. First of all, many feel forgotten simply feel forgotten. Why God? Why didn't you do this? When I, why did you allow that person to die? Why did you not intervene? Why didn't you do it Do it when I thought you should do it, the way I thought you should do it? Now, they say hindsight is twenty-twenty, right? And when we get far enough away and can look back, we see the wisdom of God. We understand why God allowed it. But if we don't, we still believe that the Lord cares, that the Lord loves us. And I, some people just, and it may be you watching, just feel forgotten, like God abandoned you, like you can't trust him because he didn't do what he should have done then. And you know the, the picture I get when I when I talk about this the feeling forgotten or the whys of the past? Some people live in the past, can't get over why something happened. It's tough. I don't have all the answers. The longer I've been walking with the Lord, the less I realize I know. But it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't have the answer. And it's okay to say, why God? But if we live in the past, it's like driving a car, looking through the rear view mirror. Can you imagine that? If you drive a car, there's a windshield. And there's a reason that the windshield is so big versus the rear view mirror, which is so small. Because when we drive, we need to be looking forward, right? Yes, occasionally we need to glimpse back or to the sides, but for the most part we're driving looking forward. Can you imagine if you're just looking through the rearview mirror driving, what will happen? Sooner or later, more sooner than later, you're gonna get in an accident because the, a car's not designed to be looking in the rearview mirror. Many believers are living the life of the past it's always the past why 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 we're caught up in the why's and and that grows and the why grows into bitterness and a root of bitterness and then we have trouble forgiving ourselves or believing ourselves that God really does care us and God, care for us and God loves us if you live in the past the past whys of life you're never going to be able to trust God for the future for your future I understand that people feel forgotten I felt forgotten and I have lots of questions I want to ask God but you know what I've also realized that God is God God is sovereign you know what that the best definition of sovereign I've ever heard is God can do what he wants the way he wants to and he doesn't have to ask any of us for permission I think some people believe that God needs our permission So many of us treat God like a spare tire, right? We don't even think about him until we need the, it's an emergency. God, help! And God in his grace and God in his love and compassion helps. But that's not the relationship that we're supposed to have with him. That's not what he designed for us. He designed for us this daily walk of relationship where we talk to him and listen to him and read his word and our mind is renewed. If you don't renew your mind, you will feel forgotten. If you don't renew your mind, if you don't forgive, you're gonna be in the past, living in the past, looking through the rearview mirror in the great driving, the great drive of life. And you've gotta get over that. You've got to get over that. I don't know why God allowed it, but we live in a world where bad things happen. The Lord's promise is that I will never leave you or forsake you, and He won't.
0: Be sure to watch us tomorrow on Jewish Voice as Rabbi Jonathan Burness continues his teaching on a hope and a future. In these uncertain and chaotic times, it's important to remember that God has a plan just for you. It's all connected to one powerful verse in the Bible next time on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. It's time to honor the 50-year anniversaries of Jewish Voice and the liberation of Jerusalem. On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Mount Carmel, Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, Upper Room, and more you'll see Jonathan Bernis commemorate the recapture of Jerusalem right where it happened. We'll also visit an Israeli military base and enjoy a Bedouin meal. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. As an added bonus, you can even visit Eilat, the Red Sea, and world-famous Petra. Act now before this once-in-a-lifetime event sells out. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017, or visit jvmi.org Israel.